That's for you, the speaker. Oh. Good evening, and welcome to the Monday, August 28th, 2023 meeting of the Sacramento Ethics Commission. It is now 5.33 p.m., um, and I am calling the meeting to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you. Commissioner Gomez? Here. Commissioner Adams? Present. Commissioner Ng? Here. And Chair Underwood? Here. You have a quorum. I would like to remind members of the public in chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. For members of the public who wish to join virtually, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide public comment when I confirm the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you are online, click on raise hand at the bottom of your screen. In the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you're calling via telephone, dial star nine. Then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. We're going to start tonight with agenda item number four, uh, which is the Ethics Commission Outreach Goals and objective discuss Objectives Discussion, which we're taking out of order because we have the city's community engagement manager joining us for that presentation. And we want to be respectful of her time. So, Ms. Hall. Thank you. Well, uh, good evening, Chair and Commissioners. My name is Lynette Hall, Community Engagement Manager for the City of Sacramento. And today um, I will go over um, just some recommendations. And as soon as we get that, thanks. Um, so some recommendations. And so um, I did review um, the memo um, submitted to the clerk um, requesting some assistance on outreach and engagement and also reviewed the past meetings, the, both the April, um, May, and June meetings. Um, and so from that, um, what was gathered is that there is a really a need to increase public awareness of the commissioner's role um, and more importantly, the commissioner's scope. Um, and then also just getting people here, um, either in the seats or online, um, just to hear what you all are doing. Um, and again, understanding what the commission's purpose is, and we'll talk a little bit about the differencing in the messaging, um, depending on if it's um, internal or external. Um, and then again, the objectus is really just to foster a culture of ethical behavior um, at the city of Sacramento. Um, just a little bit before I get into it, um, my team was really started about four years ago, and it was really created to um, create effective outreach engagement strategies, particularly for our underserved communities, um, residents that historically felt disconnected. So we figure out creative ways of reaching folks. So we are not the check the box kind of team. We are about trying different things to get a different outcome. And so our motto is, if it's safe to try, we try it. If it doesn't work, we don't keep doing it. 
Um, and so we are happy to work um, with the commission um, to figure out the best way of giving this commission, whose work is really, really important, some more exposure. Um, and so um, one of the things to keep in mind is that when it comes to engagement, every project is really different. So there's not a template that is plug and play that will work for every situation or even um, each careholder or stakeholder. Um, and so there's two kind of target audiences. Um, one is internal, just even city staff. Um, how can we ensure that even city staff um, know exactly um, what it is that you all do, how to file a complaint, how to follow up, um, things of that nature, and even externally, the importance that you all provide for the public to know that um, people are acting in the most ethical manner as possible. Um, I think it's important for us to know who we're reaching um, so that we can tailor the engagement to reach those folks. Um, so I always like to collect demographic information so I can make sure that I'm tailoring my outreach and engagement specifically for different demographics. Um, I mentioned tailoring messaging and communication channels. Um, so my team is here to support you all. Um, so these are recommendations that you all can either take or not. Um, and I'm happy to dedicate a staff to kind of work with you all to um, kind of work through some of these things. And so um, from internal stakeholders, um, I think we can do a better job of just promoting internally, whether it be through internal newsletters, um, departmental meetings, um, and even our Nexus, which is a um, kind of internal website that the city staff use. And so making sure that um, the Ethics Commission is easily visible within that website, I think, is key. Uh, a lot of things are embedded, and it's hard to find what you're looking for. Um, and then externally, um, how can we help leverage our social media platforms? Social media is something that I think um, the city is just now really tapping into. I do have dedicated staff that are dedicated to our social media channels. And so we are more than willing to work with you all. If you guys develop the content, we can push it out there for you. Um, so we're happy to work with you all on that. Um, we've created, um, it's called a link tree. And if you're not familiar with it, it's basically a website that you can go to that all the information is in one place. So my team promotes a lot of city resources um, and opportunities, and we put everything in one location. So people are not having to go to a million different websites to find the information. Um, so we currently do have um, boards and commissions, a section on our link tree that even just talks about vacancies on the boards and commissions. Um, but we're happy to potentially add like frequently asked questions and things of that, and that was one of my recommendations would be creating a frequently asked questions um, that could be available. Um, utilizing newsletters um, and even um, perhaps creating like a hotline card. Um, my team does tons of outreach in the community. Um, weekends, evenings, we're at neighborhood association meetings. We're always happy to help you all um, facilitate and get on the meetings at neighborhood associations. Um, they're always looking to have presenters, um, and so I would recommend doing something like that. Um, we're always trying to be more sustainable and not creating more paper, so um, my team really pushes for QR codes that people can easily um, take a picture on their phone and get information easily to their phones. Um, we're happy to help facilitate that as well. 
Um, and then something creative that is super easy to do um, is creating email signatures that you all use um, or that city staff uses. And so whenever an email goes out, on the bottom of the email, it'll have like your contact information. You can also have a blurb about the ethics commission or a link that would send people to the website. Um, I typically change my email signatures depending on what we're promoting. And so um, the email signatures is a really, really easy way um, of just making sure people know who you guys are and what it is that you all do. Um, my team is really good at helping you all think about developing content for media. Um, and so we're happy to you know, sit down with you all and really find creative ways to maybe do some videos um, for social media or for our website, just to really talk about who you all are as commissioners, what are the things that you all are looking for, when people should be filing a complaint, and even what is not in the scope. Um, just kind of looking at um, past logs, a lot of the times the complaints are things that are not in your all scope. And so how can we ensure that information and complaints are things that you all are actually able to address? Um, and then I think um, blog articles are really good just to talk about success stories, right? Like people want to know that if they do file a complaint and it's valid, what actually happens? And I think oftentimes people provide input and they never know what the follow-up is. And so how we can um, figure out ways to make sure that we're providing that follow-up. Um, I mentioned presentation at neighborhood associations. I will have Mindy send you all a link to our link tree. We have a community calendar that has tons of events that the city of Sacramento is either sponsoring, hosting, or affiliated with. Um, we typically have a booth. Um, and one thing about my table is that I'm not a table where you just come and get a free giveaway and a flyer. My team really engages with people. So people typically come and spend about five to seven minutes at our table. So we have interactive games. So we're not just promoting a program or a service. We're actually finding creative ways to get the word out to folks. And so um, you guys are always available to come with us um, this weekend. Um, the NAACP R&B Festival is happening. There will be hundreds, if not thousands, of people there. We have a table there. I would say every weekend, this past weekend, we were at the South Sac uh, Festival in partnership with Mac Road Partnership. So we are where community is. And so um, we leverage our faith-based organizations to get the word out as well. And so I would encourage you all to even think about things like that. Um, we do have a program and some funding for um, an art program assistant that different departments can have access to. So if the clerk's office wanted to have an arts program assistant as an intern, that person could kind of help facilitate and work on some creative outreach for you all as well. Um, and then um, we are just kicking off for the first time in five years the City Management Academy, um, and the City Clerk's Office will be presenting at that as well, talking about boards and commissions, among some other things. Um, but it just brought to um, mind that creating kind of a board and commission 101 um, might be something in the future for you all to think about um, and at least have it be available online. And so it could be kind of on demand where people can kind of figure out um, what it is you all do on demand. We're doing something similar to that with the City Management Academy. We know everybody to not 
be selected or fit the spot. So in addition to the in-person, we're also doing an on-demand version as well, video series. Um, I always tell people, you know, town hall meetings and webinars are always something that you all can do as well. Um, these are things that can be recorded and kind of live ongoing, and so those are always things um, great to do. Um, but I always tell people, like, think about um, strategic partners. And so for me, when I think about you all, I think about um, the employee resource groups because um, I don't even know how sure I feel as city staff exactly what would be considered um, something that should be a complaint would be filed against, right? I think everybody is it's clear with some of the more egregious things, but I think there are some things that folks just don't know. Um, and so again, having that FAQ that we could have at our table that would just constantly remind not just city staff, but um, city residents as well. When should they call? When should they submit a complaint? Um, and then, again, I mentioned just summarizing what happened um, during the investigations are also great. And then surveys. And so uh, my team is really big on surveys and doing something with that data. So um, if you all develop questions for the surveys, we're happy to put it out for you and make sure that you guys are getting adequate feedback. And with that being said, if you have any questions for me, um, I am available. If not, I will turn it over to Mindy for her portion. Thank you, Lynette. I do want to um, really um, extend my appreciation to Lynette for collaborating with us on this and being here this evening and volunteering her time to present. Um, this agenda item is really intended for commissioners to brainstorm ideas and ultimately recommend options that seem productive, feasible, and goal-oriented in alignment with the Commission's purpose, authority, and resources. Um, so outreach by an ethics commission is inherently linked to the Commission's overall purpose and goals. Um, so I really want to go back to what the ethics commission's purpose is. Um, and our code says the ethics commission's purpose is to review and consider complaints against elected and appointed city officials to ensure those city officials are conforming to their, um, their conduct to the city's laws and policies. And the commission's authority under this section extends only to city elected officials, candidates, um, or cities that are um, elected to office, independent expenditure committees, members of boards and commissions, the city manager, the city clerk, the city attorney, the treasurer, the auditor, and the, um, the independent budget analyst, which we currently don't have, and then the public safety accountability officer. Um, so the, the scope of who you can enforce um, is, is limited. So when we think about outreach, you know, who are we outreaching to? Um, is it the folks that are running for office, um, candidate um, committees? Um, I think we're coming up to an election season, so that might be a really good time to reach out to candidates. Um, but then also consider reaching out to the community, so tabling at events with Lynette, and that would be talking to the community on where they would go to file a complaint and what is underneath the purview of the commission and what's not. Um, so I think one of the ideas Lynette talked about is really um, presenting to neighborhood associations, and I know they're always willing to have people come visit. Um, and my office can partner with Lynette. We've talked about creating you know, a sh very short video that you could play it at a neighborhood association meeting and then be available for questions you know, to that group on you know, how, um, what the commission does, what their purview is, how to file a complaint, and so forth. We also have a community ambassador group. Um, Ms. Linda was actually one of our ambassadors last year, but 
These are 18 community members that are really embedded in the community already. Um, they represent over 11 different languages. Um, they meet with the city monthly. It provides a two-way conversation for us to hear what's happening in their respective communities and to share what's happening at the city of Sacramento. We have guest speakers that come, so you all are always willing to get on the agenda to present to the, um, they're usually on Wednesday evenings, the meetings. Uh, the meetings are held in and the community. I didn't. They're usually when, did you say? Wednesday evenings. Oh. Um, they typically are from six to eight. We provide um, dinner at 5.30, and we also provide childcare as well. And I believe I'm scheduled to present either in September or October, and so I can let you guys know if you one of you wanted or two of you wanted to attend that meeting with me to talk specifically about Ethics Commission. I'll be talking about our whole board and commission program as a whole, um, but if you wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that, and I think that's a great resource, and Linda might even be able to share with us how that, that program works. I think it's really amazing. Okay, so we've got a couple of commissioners who want to speak. Um, so... Commissioner Gomez, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Um, I was wondering if there are any commissions that you currently work with that you would point to in terms of like a healthy balance between them taking responsibility for like the work of their commission, but knowing that um, our, our time and availability around this work is limited due to many of us holding like full-time work or other um, responsibilities that we have and leaning into the existing infrastructure that the city has and making making use of like the talent and capacity that the city has so kind of like I know you provided some great recommendations took some notes on some ones that feel like a good balance there um, but uh, if you have any thoughts on existing commissions that you work with and some examples um, currently we are working with the animal care services um, commission and we held a um, a listening session. Um, I facilitated a listening session um, and we are working with them on some outreach and engagement opportunities as well. Um, I actually ended up with a foster kitten because I presented at that. So, <laughs> like what am I going to end up with here? Um, and then um, we are currently also working with the Sacramento Police and Review Commission, um, helping them with discussions with community around um, the military equipment and that use policy. Um, we're working with them to hire a consultant, so we are working with them as well. And so this commission asked um, to have this conversation about additional community outreach um, that you wanted to do. So I'm working with Lynette on commission program outreach and really getting the message out. Um, as you know, we've started doing annual reports. Those go through PNPE now. We're going to eventually get there. Um, but a lot of programs we put into place. Um, I've created an orientation program. We're working to make that a video. So that'll be kind of our commissions 101 um, to put on the website. Um, we're, I'm working on a Brown Act training that will also go on our website. So we're building that toolbox for boards and commissions in general. Um, but this commission expressed interest in doing additional community outreach. So some of the things that that we would um, ask the commissioners to do is create the content. Um, it, it, we can talk about, um, we put up on the screen, you know, the, the why, how, what, who, and when. You know, when do we, why are we doing this outreach? Are we re reaching out to candidates, existing council members, existing appointees that are underneath the purview of the commission, or is it the outside community that potentially would be making a complaint? So having that conversation amongst this group of, of what, you, what things you want to target 
in that outreach, and, and I work with Lynette on the bigger picture of boards and commissions. We've worked with Measure U as well, um, and they've come in and done tabling and, and outreach with us, some of the um, commissioners from Measure U. Commissioner Adams, you had wanted to speak. Yes, thank you so much for your presentation. Looks like you do great work, and I look forward to discussing opportunities to work for our commission to work with you. Um, I had a lot of ideas, and I think some of this I will need to digest a little bit more just because it all sounds amazing. So I'm, you know, initially like, yes, let's do all of the above. Um, so in that regard, and this is a question for Mindy, you mentioned resources of the commission. So will there be, like, if we would ask, yes, everything you mentioned that um, commissions can do, if we want to move forward with it, would we be able to capacity-wise with the resources allocated to the commission, or will we need to just come up with a few things that our resources will allow us to pursue? So a lot of the things that Lynette mentioned would be things that her team would, would create, but again, the content would be created by this, these com the commissioners. So if we wanted to put out a newsletter or um, a, an FAQ that talks about campaign finance, the content would be really created by the commission, um, but then Lynette could you know, help us get that message out to the communities that she's engaged in through the community ambassadors, um, and so she'll help move our tools forward. Um, but if we're gonna create those contents, content, you know, we can, I can work with Lynette's team on that. Yeah, if you develop the content, we can format it, we can print the flyers, we can create a QR code so we can do that level. You know, if you develop the message that you want for social media, we can develop kind of a, um, a calendar or a content calendar so you'll know that your message goes out on this day every month and things of that nature. We can definitely do that. Vice Chair Ng. Translations. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted to chime in uh, with Lynette, okay? And, uh, you know, the, the ambassadors meeting, it holds every month in various locations. So sometimes it's in South Island, sometimes it's just in various locations. You can pick and choose to attend wherever. So that's the beauty of it. And then the ambassadors, even though they said it's about what, 16 ambassadors, but they are very diverse and they are very active in their community. So this is a group, and I'm so glad, <laughs> I was so surprised to see you today. Um, this would be a group that we can outreach to and also um, build up our, you know, build up the interest and generate a really potential uh, better group or greater group of uh, potential candidates for our commission too. Yeah. So um, one more thing, that ambassador program just won an international award. So yes, <laughs> it is so award, we gotta go you. and tell, them, <laughs> tell that story. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. so we um, have won both the local and state award for um, just doing something creative that other cities are not doing. So the fact that we are paying community members that have been doing this work for years um, as a best practice, again, I said we provide childcare for the ambassadors every month. Um, we provide food for them and their children. And so we wanna eliminate barriers that have prevented people from feeling engaged. Um, it's a really diverse group of people. It was 18. Um, we initially had 16. I think you were referring to, we 
held two spots because we didn't have Hmong ambassadors. So we did a targeted outreach campaign for Hmong ambassadors and we found two really great ones. So we are fully staffed with 18. Um, they are provided a stipend and then they're also provided an additional stipend to do an outreach event. Um, so an example was that last year, our Latino ambassador said, you guys are giving out grants, arts grants, and my community really is interested in that. But they don't know how to fill out the application, the grants, so he created a bilingual um, puppet show um, that would walk through, walk folks through how to actually apply for the artist grants. And super successful, I think 85% of the artist grants went to people of color. And so super successful and creative program. Good. Commissioner Gomez. Um, I'm just wondering operationally how we move forward with any of the ideas. Like for example, should we decide to do a video um, knowing that we no longer have the subcommittees or um, that process for moving the work forward, like how do we coordinate with your team? How do we work through the Brown Act process for us around moving some of this forward in between meetings? Mm -hmm. So that would depend on what we're working on. So if it was a video, um, like our orientation video, that's something that I've already created, just needs to be um, put, you know, um, somebody to narrate it for us and then put it on the website so that content, and I've already presented that to you guys, um, and I can do that again, so that if there's additional content I'm missing, um, so that content has been created. Um, if we wanted to do neighborhood associations, I would probably propose some content and then ask you guys to fill in the gaps. You know, what did I miss? Um, of course, a typical video is what, three to five minutes if you really wanna keep somebody's attention. So we'd have to really um, have it high level of what the commission scope is and then have some FAQs or some tools for you to be able to answer questions from that community group. And so similarly, when, um, when I present to the community ambassadors, to have some tools for them to move forward and then to share with their communities what they've learned um, in their ambassador meetings. But, um, but if you guys, if you're interested in presenting to community meetings, then that's something that, that my office could work with Lynette to, to create a video so that it's easier for you to, we'll give you thumb drives, you can go present if it's handouts that you think would be helpful. That's the kind of direction that I would need, um, but then I would, I would probably start something and then get the content. If there's something, if there's two of you that are passionate about something and wanted to work on a video with um, some of Lynette's staff, um, you could have a working group with one of her staff members and two of you um, that really wanna put together a video, put together an FAQ, um, as long as it's not a quorum of the, com the commission, okay. you know, you can work on a project together offline. Okay, that's really helpful. I think um, the, the two areas that I'm interested in are one is like creating a short video and with commissioners. Um, I really appreciated the onboarding that you developed, but I'm thinking something a little bit more specific with like people who are on the commission explaining like, hi, I'm a commissioner. Like this is generally what we do, you know, 60 seconds, even less. It could go on social media, on Instagram or something like that. And then the second piece is like all these streams of groups, like the employee resource groups that are easily accessible right now to the city. And how do we just develop a quick communication plan for like a, a snippet, probably similar to what would be provided in this Instagram video or something like that, but just holding accountability to saying, hey, you provided all these amazing streams of people that are in the city of Sacramento right now. How do we use that as a foundation to pilot some, some low lift 
um, uh, comps plan around the ethics commission were kind of like the two areas that felt like we could use the infrastructure of the engagement group and do some uh, additional like support and technical uh, advice ourselves on it as well. And can I ask a clarifying question? So that with the internal groups, would they be groups that you intended to be making um, complaints? Um, so there, I don't have the presentation in front of me. I just wrote down employee resource group as one of them. And you mentioned like you have sort of an intranet of sorts. That's what we have at the county. Um, and so a, whatever lists of city groups uh, and stakeholders that you have available, I think it's just pe best practice that we have like one broad foundation communication outreach to all the folks that the city has accessible to you. Um, and then you know, if we're going to put in our time around things, then I think we should get more specific to your point, Mindy, on the point before this of like, okay, what's the goal, right? Like, is it that we want to just focus our time on incoming candidates, like people that are running for office right now? I think that's where we should hone in around if we're going to be going anywhere. Um, yeah. Okay, and I asked that clarifying question because those employee resources groups are great tools. Um, but the, the the folks that are employees that are purview um, are of the purview of the commission is about 14 people. So it's the council members, so the current council members, um, and then charter officers, um, and then boards and commissions is another group. So making a presentation, that might be a venue. Um, you know, I believe when I did, um, we did updates to city code, I made the rounds, and I went to every single board and commission meeting and spoke to them. So that's something if you guys are willing to present, on this is the ethics commission. Um, that's one of the questions I ask, you know, who, who are we outreaching to? Um, because the employee resources group, we would probably teach them how to file a complaint. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and yes, then if it was those, those 14 people that are council members, um, current council members or charter officers, um, that would be probably a different message. They don't need to know how to file a complaint. They need to know what's, how, how they, they should how not violate, avoid, but how to avoid being complained against. Um, and then another group would be um, candidates for office. Um, and we're approaching another election season, and that might be another, a different group that the message would be different. I, I agree. And um, ideally, like, even if you're a sitting council member, you're able to educate your constituents about how to file a complaint. Uh, even if it is against you, right? Yeah. Um, and so I hope we have some like evergreen material that would be respect, like irrespective of um, sort of like which stakeholder group we're looking at. And you know, to to your point, Mindy, we would dig a little bit deeper into one area or another depending on the the group. That conversation covered a lot of what I was going to raise. So <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Like mines. Um, two other things, though. Uh, so one, uh, you mentioned infographics. And I know we've talked a lot about ways that we can make for the general public something that's a little bit easier to follow in terms of the process for submitting a complaint. I mean, I know that there's a sort of flow chart on once a complaint is received, how it moves through the um, our process, but something that is even before that I think can be another way to um, more clearly communicate and reach more people if they have a complaint, how to move forward in, in engaging us. Um, and then second, which was not covered under the conversation, if there's opportunities to join in on tabling. Um, I know in the past we've had conversations of, you know, if all of us show up, are we in Brown Act violations? So I don't want to open that conversation again, but just more of if there's an upcoming table of, uh, tabling event that we want to drop in, is there, would you want us to let you know? Do we just show up? Um, do we let you know, you know, just how we, we move about that? 
So there are Brown Act exceptions to community um, to, to community outreach to attending a conference is one of the, real, the clear examples. Um, I it typically works itself out that there's less than a quorum at one time at a community event. But if you're doing outreach um, and you're doing community engagement, I think that that's that's fine. Um, as long as you're not talking about, you know, oh yes, we heard this complaint last week, and this is the topic, and we're deliberating on this. Be conscientious of the perception, you know. And, and Gary might want to weigh in, but um, really, there are exceptions for for attending community. And I, sorry, I didn't mean to ask in that yes. depth, but it just if we wanted, it would, would we need to give someone a heads up that just we're going, so you know we're going. I not the content we're covering. Do we just, you know, show up if there's something, you know? Uh, I would say show up? let me know um, so that I can um, plan accordingly because typically I try not to have more than three people at the table just because it gets um, crammed. And again, um, folks are spending time at our table. So in addition to you talking about what's happening at the ethics, there may be somebody from planning talking about what they're doing and then my team. So um, I would schedule. Um, and so it shouldn't be a big deal because when you, I would say like you already have some somebody coming. Like if you contacted me, I would say, hey, Commissioner Liz is, is scheduled to come to that event. So, oh, And maybe you already covered this, but how do we know when you have these tabling events? Yes, yeah, so I will have Mindy send um, the link tree and you'll be able to see where you might want to embed information on this link tree, but there's also a section community calendar and any event on there is an event that city staff will be at. So you'll know. So to explain what a link tree yeah, is. Yeah, so um, a link tree, it's like a website that you would go to. Um, and literally, when you go to the website, all of the information is on there. So I'm promoting about arts grants, the general plan, the climate, you know, environmental justice components, um, whatever utilities is doing, right? I don't want people to have to go to the utilities page to find out about rebates. I don't want them to have to go to the general plan page. So they can go to my one page and get everything that I've talked to them about in one place. It just simplifies folks' lives. <laughs> and so um, it's broken. It's link tree. Yeah, it's link tree. So I'll have Mindy send it around to you all. Super, super cool. I had never heard of it. My staff introduced me to it, and I just love it. So it's broken down by, like, there's a section on boards and commission. There's a funding opportunity, any funding opportunities, whether it's an arts grants or ADU grant, um, accessory dwelling units. It's all in one location. There's a section for community calendar. You click on that link, it'll bring up the community calendar. You click on the general plan, it'll take you right to the general plan's website. That's the place we need to go. Yes, and so when we do tabling, we also have a photo booth, which makes our table really popular. And when people take a photo, they can email the photo to themselves, and it has our QR code. So they want to post their pictures on social media. It has our QR code. So anyone that looks at their picture will have all of our resources. Oh, that so is a super brilliant. Cool way. Yeah, so it's a super cool way of getting the word out. Okay, Vice Chair Ng. Yeah, just one more, you know, to uh, Commissioner Adams' uh, point. And uh, normally when they have a community affairs or something, it's usually about, you know, sometimes it's a full day, sometimes maybe four hours. You can really pick your time to go there. They don't expect you to stay there all day. So you can 
just tech team or just pick a time whenever you want to show up, and I'm sure yeah. they welcome all of us to be there. Yeah, you know, anytime you help and take pictures and all those good things. Absolutely. Thanks. So we are available to help you all develop. It seems like different collateral for different audiences that need to be developed, and we're happy to help out with that. And infographics, I have uh, Greg Garcia on my team. He loves infographics. And so the one that you were referring to that talks about the kind of life cycle, it's not very simple. So it's, it's a lot. And so I think something simple, just how to um, submit a complaint, um, how we can simplify that, particularly for our communities where English is not their first language, could be um, super helpful as well. So we've got this list of questions, um, the why, how, what, who, and when that you prepared or somebody mm -hmm. prepared to facilitate discussion. I'm not sure if this is something we want to spend time discussing um, That's now. up to you. Um, I do want to, again, thank Lynette Hall, our community engagement manager, for her time this evening. Um, unless you have additional questions for her, um, uh, I can relay if there are any additional questions you may have for her. But really, this is a conversation against about from commissioners on what you're willing to do if you want to create content, if you want to work on videos, um, if you want a table. Um, you could say, no, that's not something that we really want to work on. So, Lynette, don't expect us to reach out to you. Um, so, really, it's a conversation among commissioners on um, additional responsibilities that, the, that you want to assume. And I will be available if you guys decide a couple of you all want to take this offline to kind of work on something, which might make sense, you all to take it offline and have a conversation and then invite someone on my team to kind of help move it forward. We're happy to do that as well. I could see two of you saying, you know, I'm really passionate about tabling. I like to talk to people. I want to go out to community events. So can I work on that? Um, and then Linda might say, I'm, I'm, you know, worked with the ambassadors. I understand what they do and how they present to neighborhood associations. So we could partner on a video for that or what kind of content or handouts or what we would need to give to the community ambassadors or to have the commissioners. Um, I'm not sure if you want to go to, is it once a month that you would be willing to go to a, a community event um, and present to a neighborhood association? Um, we can, Lynette can help us get that word out, but I don't want to put that word out um, and then get 45 neighborhood associations that want us in the next three months. Right. Um, or if our, out, if our output is, um, if you just decide that you want to present to all the boards and commissions, um, I can create a calendar, propose it to you, and then everyone picks a, a, a night or which commission they get to present to. So if that's something that's, that you're passionate about or this commission wants to do, um, because that is, I mean, like, like Liz said, um, you guys are volunteers. You know, is, this, is that something that you want to commit to? Um, because, um, as you know, we have um, 26 boards, commissions, and committees. So um, this team is here every night of the week. They get Fridays off. Um, but we have a commission meeting every night of the week. So um, you could spend the next three months, you know, um, every Wednesday here making a presentation. Um, and so I just need to know, is, is that something that the commissioners are interested in? Um, would you prefer doing a, a flyer that's sent to c current commissioners, you know, from the Ethics Commission, just letting them know you, you, know, you, you are under the purview of the, the Sacramento Ethics Commission. This is what we do, who we are, and so forth. So that's where I need, I need feedback from the commissioners on, on what you're interested in, in participating in. I think the main thing is for you all to develop 
the tone of the messaging and the content. And I think my team is happy to help get the word out, but we always invite you to come with us, but we're out there either way. So um, it's really coming down to having that collateral, whether it's an FAQ, a one pager that talks about who the commission is, what their scope is, um, or whether it's the kind of the timeline, like, you know, campaign season is coming up. And so um, I think it's really about just kind of developing what that content is. Well, thank you so much for your presentation. <laughs> thank you. It's really helpful. Thank you for your time, Lynette. Um, and so in your agenda packet um, with the staff report was, was these questions to, you know, why? Why are we doing outreach? What is our goal? Who's, who are we trying to, to, um, to, to outreach to? Um, how are we going to do it? Um, is it videos? Is it content for the website? Um, is it making personal presentations? Um, and what? Um, is there content already out there? You know, are we just directing people to an FPPC website? Um, are there materials out there? Um, um, at candidate time, I do orientation with, with each new candidate when they pull papers. So we do talk generally about this. Um, is there an additional flyer you'd like to help create so that I can hand that out? Um, and they have contact information, how to, to reach you if they have questions. Um, and again, who is our target audience? Because our messaging could be different for each different audience. Mm -hmm. um, because the people, you know, a current council member to, an, to um, someone running for office, a board and commissioner, um, or a member of the public. So those are those could be different messaging for each of those. So that might be something we prioritize. You know, it's important, it's, it's um, election season, it's upon us. Um, people will be able to pull papers this fall um, for the March primary. Um, and so as you have probably seen in the media, um, there's already people out there looking to run for office. So is that something that's time sensitive and that's a priority for this commission is to um, create some content for um, people wanting to run for office, so those candidates, um, or is it, is our priority people making complaints, or is it the currently seated um, folks that are underneath the purview of the commission? So, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since we have identified, you know, how we are going to do our project for next year, and then we really should look into that and see, I mean, go small first, I think you're on. I just turned you on. <laughs> and I mean, you're on now. Oh. Um, <clears throat> and then step by step, instead of just we want everything, we can just really just what what's what's more, you know, feasible right now. So if Lynette's uh, group is going to help us, so say, well, what about flyers? If it's flyers, easier. Social media is another platform that we can use just like that. I mean, they can just create, you know. And I mean, those are just low-hanging fruit. You know, we just grab that. My, yeah. My, my passion. Yeah, you've got it. I know you're waiting to speak. I thought I would. I would sneak in a comment. Sorry. My passion has always been the public to let them know that we exist and, and and what we do and you know that they could file a complaint with us if there's something that a um, you know a city employee or official is doing 
that they feel is unethical. But you're pointing out that election season is upon us. It's something I hadn't thought about that maybe maybe we should think about talking to candidates first. Just a thought. So Commissioner Gomez. Um, so in terms of specific like proposals for how we move forward, um, it would be great to get like very simple evergreen material that would be applicable across all groups. This is what we do, or even just like two big areas, like file a complaint, uh, you know, candidate um, finances. You know, if there's like two big, two or three big areas that we just want to highlight. This is what you should be thinking about um, for some some type of like simple flyer, and then that that could also be tied into some language that could be used for a video, um, because if I'm saying on a video, it's very like brief, uh, because people are going to follow up for more information, and ideally we're accessible for that. But we generally want people to think, oh yeah, there I remember hearing something about there being an ethics commission. That's like all I really want people to take away. Um, so I don't need to get into all the specifics around the 15-step plan after you submit a complaint. It's like, just think about that generally. Um, so I'm wondering, um, uh, Clerk Cuppy, if the city, if y'all <laughs> are able to develop like that evergreen material and then run it by us on what we think or if we should be taking the lead there, because I think that'll tie into like that material could be used for the video too. So I'm not sure what the term evergreen material means. It's it's good forever. Oh. It's like you can use it for a long period of time and it doesn't say Christmas 2022. You know, that's not evergreen uh, because it's no longer applicable. Yeah. Got it. Okay, Commissioner Adams. <laughs> Kept double tapping, sorry about that. Um, I agree with that. Um, I would say in addition to flyers that would be use generally also a flyer that would be targeted for the um, people running for office just knowing the timelines for that and I, I do like the idea of having a flyer that can later be translated to videos one of my first thoughts was it would be great for us to you know talk to everyone who you know we have jurisdiction over but just thinking of myself I don't have the capacity to do that so I don't want to set something in place but a video can be something that can be used in its place so I, I love the idea of a flyer that can later be used to inform I would say at the same time I too am interested in reaching the public so something that I would say I know I would be able to do uh, from time to time is like tabling that's something that I can show up and do whereas neighborhood associations is dependent on my schedule so I, I would say for my priority would be the flyers general as well as for candidates and then tabling and then I would say anything that others would want to pursue I definitely would be on, on board with so the first question might be how do we create the flyer? I mean, to do it in a board meeting seems a little cumbersome. I, I would probably recommend that I start that for you. Um, I do have some materials that I've created for candidates now, um, and then we could use, we could, I could work with Lynette's team for some infographics on how to um, kind of before, the, before our flow chart, because our flow chart really talks about what happens after you file a complaint. So maybe some infographics on how do you file a complaint at a very high level of what's under the purview of the commission. Right, how do you know when it's appropriate to file a complaint? Correct, um, yeah, how, how do you find out more information on if it's appropriate, and I think the infographics that Lynette mentioned, um, as well as being able to translate those. 
so we could work with her office too once we get something created. Um, and I can start that, but then I would need your expertise um, to take a look at those and, and to, where, what am I missing? Okay, Vice Chair Ng. Yes. Um, Sorry. Uh, I was thinking, uh, because we just finished doing our report to the city council, so there's a lot of achievements that we have done. And by using that to create maybe like a newsletter or something, just use those, that report, you know, and then add some of our, add some of the purpose of what we are here. So why, how, you know. And when you have the newsletter, you don't have to do it every month because it's new, newsletter is an annual, right? I mean, you just finished your annual report. So we can just pass those out when you go to a, you know, even, even just a community event or just a table lane, and you, know, you have a stack of those here. Instead of a card, you already have your story to tell to remind you if you forget, like me, I always forget what we have done or something. But it just, and then get some other thing, hey, this is what the, this is how, this is a commissioner, that's what we're doing. If you're interested, there's openings coming and, you know, so it's, it doesn't have to be thick. It's just maybe two pages, you know, I mean, front I'm, and back. Yeah. The idea of using our annual report, I, I think that's probably too long and people. Yeah, not the entire one, just capture. You know, you have columns, right? I mean, just do a high level reporting. You know, we have done this. And so at least that's a report to the public. That's what we are doing. Because your, our report to the city council is only who, who's listening in. But here, you hand it out. And I, I'm just thinking of the effectiveness, that's all. Yeah. I think um, one of the things Lynette mentioned that I was really impressed by is her link tree. Um, and so that we're not handing out a bunch of long yeah. documents so right. that they get the QR code. And I think that's genius that they let you take a picture and then that's on there. Yeah. So they, <clears throat> they get their picture at home and then what they can dive uh, more in depth into what the commission program as a whole is. Um, if somebody at the table, they probably are talking to many different tables that, that afternoon, mm -hmm. they can go home and then go to the website and go through that link tree and, oh, I remember she talked about, you know, arts grants or, um, you know, the rebates that the Public Works is offering right now or the Ethics Commission, whatever struck their, their fancy and then those, those reports could be there. So what else do we need to do now, if anything? Commissioner Gomez. Um, so Mindy, I know you mentioned that you'll take a, a first draft of those materials that could be sort of like our evergreen materials and um, then used as a springboard for a video. It, can you remind me, would that, in terms of like our next meeting date and y'all's capacity, what? what would that look like in terms of timing? So I would probably expect that this fall. Um, we do have later on the agenda, if we're holding our next meeting, um, I think I could probably commit to an October, having those for you to take a peek at. Um, and what I heard was um, a, an infographic on how to do a complaint, some evergreen materials or materials, um, both how to file a complaint. I'm thinking infographic 
might be helpful, and then for candidates, and then for the public. So a general flyer, a candidate flyer, um, and then that general flyer for the public, um, but then an infographic on how to file a complaint. Is there anyone, I, I would just hate for us to wait till October and then be like, oh, this is not what we were thinking. Um, is there, it, would it be possible for someone here to be able to like provide you, like take a look earlier on and provide you some feedback before that time? Sure, if there are um, two or less commissioners that want to collaborate with me on it, I'd be happy to have partners. I'm happy to do that with you. All right. Uh, Commissioner Gomez and Commissioner Adams. Thank you for trusting us, other commissioners. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds good. Okay, so October would be when, depending on what, what happens with the September meeting. Um, okay, thank you for that clarity. I think even if we held a September meeting, I'm not going to have something to you by then. Okay. So I guess I should ask whether there um, was any any members of the public who wanted to speak on item and number four. Chair, I do have one speaker. Oh. Um, um, call in user two, if you'll unmute. Yes, my name is Lambert Davis, and I'm very inspired by what I'm hearing tonight because as a person who studies City Hall, I'm known for saying I'm studying you like I'm trying to get a degree. And it, it sounds funny to some people, but if you've ever been to college, uh, I feel like I'm about ready to get my diploma. And what I heard tonight, uh, everyone should know about my uh, just being inspired by Minty Cuppy being inside the chamber during COVID. Some nights it was just her and the other lady that used to take our paperwork. That's impressive to me. That's ethical to me. No scandals. And then I've been studying Lynette Hall, and I feel like she's very sincere about what she's bringing to the table. I hope she's being compensated. I, I, I studied uh, a controversy around that situation. Then when I hear about ambassadors, that's a touchy subject for me because I applied to become an ambassador, and I was not selected, but at the same time, my references were never contacted. So that that's... That's a controversy to me. If someone applies to be something, whether it's an ambassador or what have you, then you should follow through with their references. It took time to fill that ambassador form out, and that's part of being ethical. But there's potential with these two working together. And, you know, potential can reach its maximum, and then it can reach nothing. But there's potential there. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no more speakers. Okay. All right. Does anyone else, any other commissioner, want to discuss this item any further? Well, thank you, Chair. I think I have clear direction. Okay. okay. So, where am I? So, Chair, we did skip the consent calendar, and thank you. I appreciate you um, indulging me um, because, again, Lynette is amazing, but she, she does great work, but she's also very busy. So 
Um, I wanted to be respectful of her time, so thank you for allowing us to take that yeah. item out of order. No, that was good. All right, now I see where I am. So now we go back to the first item on the agenda, which is approval of the consent calendar. And the consent calendar normally consists of the meeting minutes, the complaint log, and the follow-up log. At our last meeting, we talked about taking out the complaint log and making it a separate item. And it's not listed that way on the agenda, but we can still do that tonight. Um, so we'll, first, I guess we'll talk about just the, um, the minutes and the follow-up log, whether, and are there any members of the public that have comments on the consent cal calendar? I have no hands raised for the consent calendar. Okay, any commissioners who want to speak on the minutes or the follow-up blog? Oh, Commissioner Gomez. Um, I'm not exactly sure how this works, but like pulling it so that way there's if there's a discussion item. Or... So there, um, yeah, there's a couple ways you can do it. So if you wanted to take a separate vote, I would recommend you um, pull an item, then uh, vote on the remaining consent calendar. If you just have questions or comments on an item, you can um, ask those questions or comments on any one of the three items on the consent calendar and then vote on it as a whole once those questions are addressed. Um, or, but if you wanted a separate vote, we would pull that for a separate vote. Um, yeah, so for the, and maybe you can let me know, Mindy, what you think is best. So the, for the complaint log, that is something that I thought we had agreed would come up on the discussion calendar, but if not, and that wasn't clear, then I'd like to pull it off now yeah, okay. and pull it into discussion. So right now, let's just talk about the minutes and the follow-up blog, Great. whether anybody has anything on that. Um, I do have one thing, which is that the minutes show that we passed a motion continuing what had been item four last month discussion of firms the city attorney may use to perform investigations, and that we said we wanted it on this meeting. Um, and it's not on this meeting, so Madam Clerk, can you tell us the status of that item? Um, yes, I do defer to our city attorney, but I believe there was additional data that um, he was needing to um, complete that report, so that report was not done on time to publish with this agenda packet. So we anticipate that coming to your next meeting. Okay, so that'll be on the agenda of the next meeting. Correct. Okay. Um, so does anybody else have anything about the minutes or the follow-up blog? Oh, okay. So is there a motion to approve the minutes and the follow-up blog? So moved. Seconded. Okay. Vice Chair Ng moved and... Uh, Commissioner Adams seconded. So, do I ask all in favor? Okay, all in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, so that passes. Then those are approved. So now we turn to the complaint log. And there are two new items listed on the complaint log. And both of those have been referred to the independent evaluator, according to the log. Um, Madam Clerk, is there any status report on either of these? They are currently with the independent evaluator. I know he's working on it because we've had conversations, um, but it's still pending his report. Okay, because one of them has been there since July 27th, 
and the other one since August 7th. I guess that's not a very long time. Seems like it though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Um, Commissioner Gomez, did you, are you still on, do you have something? Yes. Okay. It's a separate. Um, so on the complaint log, The complaint um, 2023-004, and there was various discussion about like next steps there and not clarity around who they were being referred to. So I believe there was gonna be follow-up around that. So I wanted to check in and see where it landed. Yeah, so um, the last page of that staff report is a sample email. Um, so, and that's, um, I shared with that because it was asked um, what, what I do share with people. So if it is clear, um, if it is clear the path, for instance, I've gotten noise complaints and that's a code enforcement violation. So I forward that to the code enforcement staff, ask them to reach out, but then I deny the claim as a Sacramento Ethics Commission that it is not under the purview of the Sacramento Ethics Commission. However, I have referred you to here. Um, so if it's clear where it goes, um, I refer them to that agency. Um, but for instance, I can't refer something to the FPPC. Um, I would then need to um, let that person know, you may wish to contact the FPPC about this complaint. I can't forward it on their behalf. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, if, there, if a complaint has, um, and then again at the bottom of that, that draft email, and of course, um, depending on what the complaint is, you know, I don't put all that data. If I'm referring the complaint, I swear to share that. If I'm, I say you may wish to contact um, because I really can't tell them. So for instance, um, if there's fraud, um, I, I, I don't know if it's fraud. Um, you know, so I'm really not gonna say, you may wish to contact the district attorney. You may wish to contact your lawyer. Um, if there's a case where um, in, in some examples, um, they didn't like the conduct of a council member. Um, I'm not going to um, offer the, them the advice that they should recall that council member, right? Um, and so there, there are certain things where I can't cross that line with giving advice. Um, if they don't like the behavior of a council member, really your recourse is to recall them, correct? Um, and that, that's not really something that is under my purview to give advice to. Um, and so typically I you know, say you may wish out to do this, you may wish, um, but I can't refer them and I can't make um, a complaint to the FPPC on their behalf. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I, I think in this case, um, it was specifically about there being allegations of sexual harassment, and in our discussion in the last meeting, there was not a clear location where a community member can go to direct that towards, and so there was discussion between the city attorney and you around next steps there, and then we were gonna follow up here because there was not clarity within our discussion around where that goes, and we found it, I found it to be unacceptable for there not to be a place for community members to go to voice that type of complaint other than um, it was like suing the city or it was something ridiculous. And so um, I just wanna follow up specifically around that gap area, noting, and what I recommended was if there is not a place, then we should be that place to provide some level of next steps and there was a lot of discussion around, well, that's not what the independent evaluator is contracted to do and all that good stuff, but ultimately, like, the community member needs a next step, right? And needs a clear path to go and it's our responsibility to figure out what that is. And again, um, I'm probably not, because if, if I'm reading this complaint, um, I would suggest they contact their attorney because that's really their only 
um, avenue. Um, I don't read um, that there was, um, in the complaint, I did not read that there was a sexual harassment claim being made. So there's, there's no clear avenue for the city should there be like allegations of sexual harassment against council members, where do they go? Where do community members go? Um, I would probably turn to my city attorney on if um, a community member wanted to file a sexual harassment claim against you know, a staff member or a council member. A, staff, a council member is a, a staff member. Sample email, if it um, matches what was sent in substance on that particular complaint. At the bottom, it does mention as far as uh, if the situation is public official misconduct, it also um, brings up the district attorney's office and the public integrity division as a place to follow up with for those that are outside the jurisdiction of the uh, Sacramento Ethics Commission. Thanks. <laughs> No, I, I don't remember seeing the sample email attached it's to the very bot the last page of the um, staff report. So in terms of the public official misconduct, and I don't, I guess, let me try to pull that up on my phone too. Is that something that is listed in as a follow-up resource to folks? This is my sample email. Okay. So in the staff report, I, I gave you my sample template, um, and depending on what the complaint is, which which box I pull from, you know, if it's something that I know exactly where they're supposed to go to, and I can share that information, um, if it's an agency that's outside, you know, if I if I believe that it is um, something that they could follow up with the FPPC, I'm not going to look into the the content of the complaint, but this could be an FPPC violation, so you may wish to contact them, and I typically give them the website, the email, whatever inf contact information I have for that agency. Um, and then if I'm not sure where, where to direct them, I give them those referrals, and those are something that this commission actually reviewed quite a while ago, um, it be, because you wanted to know where could we refer people. And at that time, it was really, we talked about, uh, is it the, the space um, we're, we're hoping to get them to the right place, but if I don't know the right place, um, we're not really, um, I'm not an authority and not um, really able to give advice. Yeah, you, you can't give legal advice. You can't give legal yeah. advice on you know, what, what they could or could not do. Um, yes. And in that instance, um, I think the complaint that you're referring to, really they could call the district attorney, um, attorney general, they could, um, and they were provided with that information? Yes. Okay, great. And also, um, I know you mentioned like a sexual harassment claim is something that they could do. Is that something that's also listed in the resources or is a formal city process that could be included in our resource guide? Um, so I will contact our human resources de department and see if that would, would be something to add to that if the complaint involves potential sexual harassment of an employee or, um, or elected or appointed. Um, and then they would, um, but I'll, re I'll reach out to our human resources department and see if that's an appropriate place for them to go. Because I don't know um, if a commissioner was, um, someone filed a claim against a commissioner um, stating that there was sexual harassment. I'm not sure if that would be the um, human resources department that would reach out. And that might be something that I could ask our city attorney to add to the staff report when we talk about firms that we use for sexual harassment 
um, claims, that might be a good um, time to review that and have that conversation. Is that something we can add to the follow-up log just in terms of following up on sure. potentially adding that as a resource after consultation with human resources? Anybody else have anything about the complaint log? And is there any public comment about the complaint log? I have no hands raised. All right, so is there a motion to approve the complaint log? I'll move. Okay, and a second? I second. Okay, moved by Commissioner Adams, seconded by Vice Chair Ng. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, that's carried. All right, now we turn to the discussion calendar, and the item that's left is item number five, which is the issue of canceling the September 2023 meeting because it falls on a recognized holiday. I do have one hand raised to make public comment on this. Do you want to make your presentation first? Okay. I think some of the some of the questions that I got is um, explain to us Yom Kippur. Um, why is this a holiday that you're really passionate about? Um, I currently don't have anything for that's time sensitive for that agenda. Um, and if, if something does arise, I'd be happy to call a special meeting if we needed to on a separate day um, and, and work out with the commission, you know, when that would, would work for you. So alternatively okay. to you, Chair. All right. So this is my item. I was hoping we would be able to reschedule the September meeting to a different day rather than canceling it. But as far as we know, that's not a possibility, right? We currently don't have any evenings available. Okay. Um, but again, if we have something that's time sensitive, we'll find something and, and figure out a time where you can get together. It might be a you know four o'clock when we have a 6.30 Planning and Design Commission meeting. Okay. We'll, we'll figure something out. So Yom Kippur is the holiest day of the year in the Jewish calendar. It comes um, after Rosh Hashanah, which is the new year. It's the Day of Atonement when everybody atones for their sins and apologizes to anybody they've wronged and forgives people who have wronged them. You spend the evening before and then the entire day if you're observant in synagogue. Um, and you fast. You fast from sundown to the night before to sundown of that day um, as part of your atonement. So, so you're probably, most of you, not old enough to remember, but in 1965, Sandy Koufax, a very famous and accomplished baseball pitcher, um, refused to pitch in the world, first game of the World Series because it fell on Yom Kippur, and that was a big deal. Um, and there have been other Jewish baseball players who have refused to play in the World Series during Yom Kippur, although he's the one, the name that everybody mentions. Because you have to spend that day atoning. You can't do it. Even if you don't go to temple, you, you're not supposed to be doing other things. Um, and so I can't attend a meeting on that day. And there might be other Jewish people in the community um, who might want to come to our meeting or watch our meeting who wouldn't be able to, including our mayor. 
Um, so I very much regret that I didn't notice this conflict when we approved our meeting calendar for the year back in January or whenever. But the problem with Jewish holidays is that they are based on a lunar calendar, and so they don't fall on the same dates every year in our solar calendar. In fact, they're, they're never. Sometimes it's early September, sometimes it's late September, sometimes it's even been in October. Um, so you have to be really thinking about it to, to realize that there's going to be a conflict like this. Um, so I understand that if the rest of you think it is important to go ahead and hold the meeting next month, that you should do so. But um, in my almost six years on this commission, I've never missed a meeting, and it's very important to me, and I would hate to miss this meeting, and that's why I um, requested that we not hold the meeting on that day. So you have public comment. I know, I know there's a written comment that was submitted by Stephen Maviglia. And then I do have one public comment. And Chair, I do thank you for bringing this to our attention. So my team is already working on next year's calendar, and we have marked that we need to make sure that those holidays are taken off for um, all commissions. Um, there's a couple that aren't city-recognized holidays. Junete Juneteenth is one um, that we've noted it's, there's been conflicts, and really out of respect for the commissioners, we're kind of marking those days as, as days that we're not going to hold commission meetings. So we are working on that. Did you want to take the caller now? Sure. Um, is Lambert Davis. Mr. Davis, if you'll unmute. Yes, I, this is Lambert again. I, I think that's wonderful to uh, acknowledge uh, certain holidays um, as a person who I remember, I was young, but I remember uh, Sandy Koufax doing that. It was really big back there in the 60s when he did that. And uh, I admired him for that, especially when I learned what that meant, that holiday. And I do believe Juneteenth should be considered. It's, uh, it means a lot to black people, especially the ones that know about that history. And it shouldn't be a big problem to, to make the adjustment because you, you can do it a year in advance. But uh, just the thought of even trying to figure that out takes a lot of courage because a lot of criticism can come that way. So just have to have courage. So well, thank that's you. very admirable. That's very admirable to bring that up. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. I have no more speakers. Okay. Do we, I mean, Stephen Maviglio submitted a written comment, which I've printed out. Um, I don't know if any of the other commissioners had a chance to see it. I think he just submitted it today. Um, basically saying that he thinks we should have another date. If we're not going to have the meeting on that date, we should have another date in November. In, Sorry, September, because, um, what does he say? Rather than deferring their important work on the two major agenda items it is being asked to review. I'm not sure what two major agenda items he's referring to. The two what? The two pending complaints. Oh, those? Okay. 
Yeah, and he also says, um, the Ethics Commission will have critical agenda items scheduled for September that are having, oh, that are having a major impact on current campaigning and elections for city council and mayor. And while I appreciate and understand the reasoning for this date being canceled, you should hold it on another date. So as I mentioned, those are with the independent evaluator and should that report come back um, before our next meeting, um, I will probably reach out to you and see if we can put a special meeting on the calendar. But I do not have a report back from the independent evaluator at this time. Um, and if you look at his timelines, his deadlines for responding, it's entirely possible that it'll, it'll be just before the October meeting. Okay, um, Commissioner Adams. I'm on board with canceling September meeting. I would just say, um, growing up as a kid, I grew up back east where I observed Jewish holidays in addition to Christian-based holidays. So for me, when I moved to California in high school, it was always weird that they were not recognized. Um, so I'm completely on board and I appreciate sort of the nostalgic um, getting, back to, uh, getting back an opportunity to observe again. Great, thank you. Anybody else? Commissioner Gomez. Uh, support you completely and our community's ability to observe you know religious holidays that are important to them and Mindy appreciate your willingness to be nimble should the complaint should the report come back early because um, I think you know per our mission like being able to respond timely would be great and if we can uh, commit to having a special meeting should that come back um, not on Yom Kippur um, that would be great Okay, Any, anybody else? Um, okay, so, um, oh, I'm sorry. Vice Chair Ng. I just wanted to add to it, and if it's anything is like uh, before September 22nd, it's like special meeting, I would not be able to attend either. Okay, anything after, that's good. Well, that's good to know. So this is an, an action item. So Chair, I've asked that you pass a motion requesting that we cancel this meeting. Okay. So did I have a motion? Can I make the motion? You can. All right. I make a motion that we cancel the September meeting. I'll second. Vice Chair Ng, did you have something else? Or is, you're still up there from before. Okay, all in favor? Aye. All right, the motion passes. All right, um, the next item is commissioner comments, ideas, and questions. Anybody? Commissioner Gomez. Um, yeah, this, I'm not sure if this was actually better for the follow-up log, but alas. Um, I'm wondering about the status of the report from the city auditor's office, if yeah. there's any update around that and if not if we can add it to the follow-up blog to um, get a status update around that yeah I don't have an update for you this time but I will reach out to the auditor and, and give you an update okay um, I'm also wondering about our lobbying ordinance draft I haven't been following the progress with PPE who uh, kind of like if you could remind us what the status is around that um, what we we can't hear you you're on oh, now. the request. Sorry, my apologies. That's with the city attorney's office. We're still um, drafting 
off of that. And um, what happens after the city attorney's office? The city attorney's office, it would go um, to Law and Ledge. And what happens after Law and Ledge? Law and Ledge would be city council. Okay. Do you have an anticipated timeline of your? Yes, it should probably be um, by next month out. We do an internal review where it's just not just myself, but then we also have a supervisor review, and then we have a whole committee within the city attorney's office. So basically three levels of review before it goes out to Lawn Ledge. So that hopefully it has a smooth, this is with everything, with all the, Mindy's familiar with this. So it has a, usually a smooth um, sailing through Lawn Ledge, usually. Are we expecting any substantive changes to the draft that we should make our subcommittee aware of? Well, n not yet. If that does happen, then I'd make Maybe you can let right. us know here? Yes. Okay. Or, or it, it might be, um, depending on the timing of it, it might be something that um, uh, it might end up in the, well, I guess it would be at the next meeting. I'm trying to think how we learned earlier without and inform all of you. So it might, it might have to be based off of the meeting. When is the law and ledge meeting that you're aiming for? Well, we don't have the exact date, but it would probably be probably about November. November. Okay, so we can add it as an item for October's meeting? Yes, we should. Okay. Um, and then my next question is the timeline for filling vacant ethics commission seats. I understand we don't have any vacant seats, but we will with my seat. And my seat. And your seat. So wanting to get one transparency around folks that are interested in applying. I'm hoping we can add a standing item to our agenda to talk about verbally and on the agenda we have here is the we have hiring that's going to happen um hey public here's the timeline for that here's how you apply make sure people know about it um and then if we could uh if you could maybe remind us and educate us now on the the timeline for that and when we can expect to start communicating out with our networks about when folks should start applying it strikes me also that Commissioner Velasquez's seat is up because she was just filling an unexpired term of Emlyn's who had the same terms as I did. Actually, our fantastic Jacob sent that to me this afternoon um, when terms are expiring. Um, Commissioner Gomez has expressed that she will not be um, returning or seeking an additional term um, and then again Commissioner Velasquez her term would expire at the end of this calendar year mm -hmm. um, we will reach out to her and see if she's interested in reapplying but we will open up the two current seats we know um, are going to be vacated um, in September likely what we'll do is we typically send out an email to commissioners saying that it's now open this is how you apply please reach out um, to your circles and your networks um, because I think most our best commissioners come from the people you guys know. Um, and so we do ask that you reach out to folks. Then we ask um, council members to reach out to folks. Typically through Lynette's um, office, we um, outreach that way too. Um, and then what would happen is we typically have it open for a month. Um, and then it sometimes takes us a month to go sort through applications. They then will be presented to PNPE. PNPE um, typically interviews. Um, it depends on how many candidates. If you have 25 candidates, they usually interview one day and then they'll come back to do those appointments. Um, if they have five um, candidates for three seats, 
they typically can make that decision at the dais and they might do that. Um, and then we put it on the next council agenda for confirmation um, and then that person is seated. So I would anticipate it's probably going to go to um, PNPE um, in January. <coughs> um, I don't believe they have a December meeting. So looking at Jacob with calendars is PNP calendars that they usually don't have a meeting in December just the way the dates land. Um, and so the interviews and possible appointments would be beginning of January. That's September of the, like this is next month. It'll like open in three up? days. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, <laughs> another year? Um, no. <laughs> okay, so opens up in September, and then because our terms are at the end of this year, to plan to fill, because uh, you said the PP&E meeting <coughs> is in December. Um, I think it's canceled in December, so they wouldn't be interviewed until January. January. Yeah, okay. and, and typically we, we hold oh, we hold over until the new people are appointed if it takes. So typically if there's a pro if there's a quorum issue, we request that you hold over. So it's not an automatic um, holdover. Um, we do request there's some commissions that they've got um, 12 people seated and one um, person who is, is leaving uh, that seat. Um, and so we don't request that they hold over. But if there's a, a potential um, for a quorum problem, which we might have here um, because we have three um, commissioners we may request that they hold over at least January, and then we would have um, them seated in, in um, February. So depends. We need to look at the calendar and see when it is. Typically, recruitments don't go well in December, so we like to really get that done. And um, if we need to call a special PNPE meeting so that we can move things along, we can do that too. So. Great. Anybody else? One more item. Okay. Um, I think you may have mentioned this, um, Clerk Cuppy, earlier on, but there was a discussion about providing input to the city attorney regarding law firms for sexual mm -hmm. harassment. Is that, that Yeah, that will be on the following agenda. Oh, so okay. the um, city attorney's office needed some more additional data okay, in order to complete you, that you. staff report. Understood. Okay, that's all. Anything else? All right. This concludes today's agenda. Thank you very much, everyone, for your participation. Chair, I do have oh. one more hand raised for oh. public comments from matters not on the agenda. Sorry. Mr. Okay. Davis, if you'll unmute. Mr. Davis, we're on public comment for matters not on the agenda. Did you have comments? Yes. I want to share this and then I'll comment. This is wonderful. with me 
we were able, they were able to make a video, and the company is To The Bay and Back Cheesecakes. It's on Instagram. You can Google it. But during the 4th of July, they did something that I had to learn on the run, and our cheesecakes were voted the best cheesecakes in Northern California. And, and that was just with that move. And then we did a move up in Folsom. The same thing happened. And now we're getting ready to flood the state of California with our mother's pumpkin swirl cheesecakes for this time of year. And I just want to send a shout-out to the young people because they took a baby boomer and they saw what I was up against, and they said, hey, we go this direction. And I was wise enough to listen to them. Comments. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no more speakers. Just want to once again want to thank Lynette Hall for her participation in our meeting this evening, and she's still watching us online. So oh, good. Thank you, Lynette. Yes. We really appreciate your coming and speaking to us. So um, thank you, everyone, for your participation, including Lynette, who did a wonderful job. It is now 7.01 PM. The meeting is adjourned. Mm -hmm.